Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and the filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Welcome back to everybody. And, you know, um, I got to tell you, for those people who are listening, I really needed this. I think this is going to be my my therapy for for this week. Um, as you guys know, as you're listening to this, um, it has been, uh, as we record this, it's been a couple days since the elections happened. And while we are not, definitely not a political um, uh, podcast, you know, I, I think it's it's safe to kind of just kind of vent out uh, some of the frustrations, I guess you could say, about the last couple, uh, last couple days. And considering that hopefully by the time you listen to this, hopefully we already have a president um, and you know, again, we're not a political uh, group, but we're hoping that we get the one we want. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think I think by the time they announce it, it's uh, it's the three hundred fiftieth day of the election. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because let's just some... say that no matter what, uh, our president's going to be uh, an old white guy in his seventies. <laughs> there you go. It's funny so. you say that age because I literally had to Google the other day. Because I still, you know, the three of us grew up in the 80s, so we knew, or it was like one of those uh, history class facts. Ronald Reagan was the oldest president ever for the United States. I had to Google that because I'm like, is that in contention now? And yes, whoever whoever wins uh, will be the new oldest (laughs) president-elect. At the end of the the first term or second term for whoever, they will officially be the oldest... I believe. Yeah. So, con- congratulations, America. We chose an old white guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of part of me kind of wants to like just jump out and scream "boo" at <laughs> whoever wins, just just to see what happens. You know, I mean, man, dude. But uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a stressful last couple days. Um, like. I was one of those people that I, I told myself on Tuesday, I was like, I'm not I, like I turned off all my social media, uh, turned, all, turned off all notifications. Um, you know, I think you guys uh, and I talked about the only um, notification that I, the only thing that I checked was you, uh, the, our chat and uh, our uh, D&D chat. Um, and that was very pretty important. much it. Very important. We, we got <laughs> to keep that going. But I mean, that night, like my wife and I looked at each other going, should we check it? Because I still remember four years ago, um, I still remember where we were, my wife and I were, where we were in, um, we were in Burbank, uh, not Dave and Buster's. What's the other, what's the other like, um, like uh, bar there? Was it Barney's or? Barney's, there you go. Bar- it's Barney's. Mm. We were at Barney's. Oh we were God. sitting we were, we were at Barney's, we were sitting there and we were waiting to celebrate, you know, because we had talked about my, my daughter and my daughter was so excited to find out, oh, we're going to have a, a, a girl president. You know, it's never happened before. And then I, my wife and I sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And so it's, um, you know, it's been a weird last couple of days hoping praying that things are going well. And the one thing that I have to tell you that I'm pretty happy about is that so far there hasn't been any like, you know, bad stories about like clashes or riots or anything yet. So I'm, yeah, I'm well, at least, at least not in LA. 
yeah, mean, there true. are. Uh, I think there've been ha- there been some protests and whatnot around the downtown area, but I think luckily or thankfully, the three of us are far enough <laughs> from it that it doesn't really affect us. I do know that there's some like uh, shenanigans, or at least there's some stuff going around in like Michigan and some of the states that are still counting their ballots. Uh, people yelling for them to either stop the count or keep counting, depending on where your candidate is lying. Uh, but yeah, to, to share your 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 plight then yeah the last few days has also been kind of uh, stress ridden over here um not to mention you know i, I think we've kind of disclosed already look uh, on an episode or two before i do work for the city of la so yeah you know it's it's not you know thankfully thankfully um you know the the fire chief and the police department and all the all them folks have been kind of preemptively preparing themselves and in, in, in a weirdly unprecedented eh, uh election where like yeah there were honest to goodness like expecting something to b- bad to happen which sucks which is kind of like a rough way to think of the of things you know like uh, before this i mean we've been around for a handful of elections you know this is not something that we've ever heard of like yes like uh just you know a few months ago we knew the lakers won the dodgers won as well but you know growing up we know oh if the lakers win the championship of course they're gonna turn some cars upside down and all that, and all that stuff but you know that's one thing that's sports that's a, that's that's a team winning a championship this is totally unheard of and cra- kind of crazy um not to mention like yeah, i think everything the last few months last you you know basically last year or two has been building up to today or the last few days so yeah i can see where the anxiety has been um uh, i don't know about you guys but what i ended up doing is yes i did check the news the, uh, t- uh, tuesday when the election happened um but after like half an hour i had to turn it off it's almost like watching like ESPN when they're just prattling over stuff that it's like they're trying to eat up time because like obviously the results aren't coming in as quickly as we'd want or as, as people expect it to be. We are a generation of like, we need it now, instant gratification, give me, you know, give me, give me, give me, give me. So the fact that, yeah, a lot of results had to come in piecemeal every hour or every couple hours, it was, yeah, it was like, like you get that tense it's, uh, you know, your, your ne- the back of your neck was tense and all that stuff. I couldn't do it. I had to pick up a book and actually read something to, to kind of get my mind off things. It's funny, Lou. Um, you know, you and I were, unlike Harold, we were born um, somewhere else and where back in the Philippines, these elections were contentious. And uh, you know, oh, these, right. these elections led to some some struggle. And it's just not something that I ever thought, especially once I became a citizen, um, it was never something I thought that would happen. But as you kind of mentioned, it's like, yeah, we're expecting something to happen. But the sad part is it's either candidate wins, there's going to be expectations of something happening. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's almost like inevitable. So I'm just even even waiting for the results. You're still dreading what happens after the results. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just think it's crazy that <clears throat> Lewis even mentioned it to us in our chat, how they are boarding up businesses, like preparing for something bad to happen. And that's kind of, it's just, it seems like such a sad fact that an election would do this to people. An election in this country, basically. Exactly, um, Harold. Like, 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 you know, we, we you guys mentioned, uh, you know, in the Philippines, there was always some, not always, but for a lot of the times, there was very, uh, like, hard political stances for uh, candidates and you know um stuff has gone down that is way more serious over in that country than it is over here and then we hear like things about 
other countries where they have issues with the same way where you have a dictator who or like a pretty much a, a president for life for a lot a lot of other countries and <clears throat> and then we come here where you know and like then i said like i've been a citizen here my whole life as soon as i turned 18 and i was able to vote for a president i was able to do that and it is something that it seems like such a a it's our right and a privilege at the same time because there are other countries that don't get the opportunity to vote for their leaders and then um you know like we said we're not trying to get too political over here but it is strange of the fact that there is so much tension and it there shouldn't be but the fact of the matter is no matter what like you guys said whoever wins something is going to happen how extreme it is hopefully it's not too to the too much extreme and let's keep it to like some kind of a sports team kind of deal where it's like oh man our team lost well that sucks and then the people who win they get to celebrate and uh, speaking for us uh, it's hard to lose because our city has both of the champions so if we didn't mention that fact last time uh, viva los doyers so <laughs> I know I was gonna say I, I, I listened to our pod and we totally forgot. Yeah, go Dodgers! Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 kind of to your point, Harold. Um, it's sad to think that other countries are right now laughing at us. You know, oh, like yeah. um, I I have my, my my wife's cousins um, live in Canada, and it's it's a joke at this point. You know, like, um, like I'm pretty sure you you saw that article where um, the joke is that the Canadians are are are, are offering like support, uh, support uh, yeah. like people, support animals for the people here in the United States. It's like, man, dude, we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world. The fact that we have allowed, not we, but you know, the politicians have allowed us to be in this situation. It's really sad, to be honest with you. Go ahead. Oh, go, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, like you guys have mentioned before, it just feels weird in the fact that we are left hanging. Whereas, even in 2016, we knew at that date, like, oh, dude, we have a new president, or and we knew who it was going to be. And unfortunately, the circumstances that have gone, you know, global, obviously, for everybody else, where it's like, are we willing to risk our health or our health to make to vote? when we do have the option to mail in our votes. So I don't know about you guys, but I was able to, uh, I, I did the mail-in voting. I took my parents' votes and I brought it over to a ballot because, uh, you know, they've obviously been citizens here for a really long time and they love to express the freedom to vote. So they don't want to take that opportunity and ever miss it. They vote for like in every election. So uh, did, how did you guys vote? I did the same. So I did the, the mail-in. I mean, to be honest, I've actually had an absentee ballot since our days in college, just because I always felt like I never knew where I was going to be election night back then. So I was just like, I felt safer. Um, yeah, just having it in an absentee ballot. Uh, but yeah, so same thing here. Um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but shout out to the city of LA for putting uh, mailboxes or uh, ballot boxes at all or most city facilities so if you were near a library or a city park they had official uh drop-off boxes so there was one nearby walked it over dropped it off my wife and i made a nice little walk out of it and uh, yeah yeah that's what i did um i did the mail-in votes um i went to the library uh, near northridge and you know lo and behold um you know, easy peasy and it looks like it's the, the it's the mail-in ballots that are gonna 
end up deciding what's going to happen with this election, you know, but, you know, hopeful, you know, my, my only thing, and I, I'm going to end it since I started this conversation, I'll end it this way. You know, I, I just hope that we can find some way that we can, you know, go back to the actual fact that we're the United States of America and not, you know, divided, you know, the way it is, you know, my wife showed me a, a picture of the, um, the election map as of today. And the joke was, you know, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be people's um, like roadmap every single time they do a cross country, um, you know, a cross country trip. And you can see just like a path that you can go if you just want to go red state, there's a path that you can take. If you want to do blue state all the way to New York, you can do blue state to New York. So it's, it's kind of sad. That's crazy, dude. That sounds a lot like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Green Book, the uh, Maharshala Ali movie. It's basically like a, it's a movie about uh, how in the 60s there was an atlas, a road atlas made by African-Americans where it basically plotted out. These are the safe cities and neighborhoods you can go to if you're trying to go cross country from one uh, one side of the country to another. So that's kind of rough. That is kind of rough. <laughs> OK, I mean, so it's, it's, it's better than our roadmap where we don't like some people in other parts of the country have no idea what the hell we are. <laughs> so like, true. excuse me sir what are you i'm like you know what i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i don't know <laughs> and as long as you just talk like that you're okay um so we'll we'll we'll, we'll drop our, our our attempt or not an attempt but our topic of the uh, the elections and again hopefully pray that things go well for us and for the nation um let's uh, cleanse our palate a little bit with something different um harold what do you have for today um i have and actually a show that actually has been helping me with the whole uh, pandemic anxiety and now the election anxiety. Um, I don't know if uh, Lewis was able to catch it. I think Dennis was able to catch it. It's a series on Netflix called The Cabin. Yes, yes. Um, the Cabin is a, uh, it's kind of like a, not. it's a little bit of a documentary sort of like of celebrities hanging out in a cabin. It's based on a European show where they used to have people that were meeting up in a, a cabin in the woods and then just relaxing and let everything, you know, just uh, trying to escape from the real world. And the thing that's just funny to me is the person that they chose to host this thing is comedian Bert Kreischer. Um, Bert Kreischer is not, he's not so much a household name, but one of his comedian, one of his uh, stand-up bits is uh, pretty fam- pretty famous. And the bit is called The Machine. Yeah, if you guys have ever seen that stand-up bit called The Machine where he went to Russia and the only words he knew in Russian was, I am the machine. And he was able to uh, uh, get his way into the Russian mafia and become their friend. So if you guys have never checked out that bit, yes. <laughs> if you've never checked out that bit, you guys should totally check it out. Holy so crap, that's dude. the first... That's, that's, that's how you I'll send you guys the link and we'll put the link on it. If you guys haven't seen it, it's fantastic. But he in particular was part of a group of comedians that I've been really familiar with for the past couple of years. And it's kind of like Joe Rogan's uh, circle of friends. Um, the problem with that is uh, Joe Rogan is not funny as a comedian and in my honest opinion, but his friends are so good for them. Bert Kreischer being one of them, he's not the funniest one. Um, for me, the funniest one was actually the guest in episode one, which is his best friend, uh, Tom Segura. 
So him and Tom Segura, they have their own podcast called Two Bears, One Cave. And you can see like through their podcast and through the very first episode, how they're, they're so totally best friends. Like, oh, that's the not one a euphemism. Bi- no. Two they, bears. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, they're two bears because they're two big dudes with beards and everything. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but like the one bit where he's like, Bert's like, well, I'm taking an IV so I can pre-party. So it's like he's uh, trying to get in front of the, the problem. So he can start drinking after he gets in the IV. But while he's getting pumped, like he's he asks Tom to like, oh, just squeeze it a little bit. And then Tom Segura is like a super like uh, sociopath pretty much. So he squeezes it really hard. <laughs> he's like, dude, what the hell? So it's like like he has other comedian friends which are great that come in. Um, so those are my favorite episodes. But also the one episode Dennis and I talked about was the fact that for once, we actually see like a human side to a controversial, pretty much character on television. Then, which one? The Kardashian. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I was, I was like, which one? Because there were a couple. Of, I thought you were talking about the Big Bang Theory girl. I was like, um, oh, dude. she's not, she's not that controversial. <laughs> that no, that is that is the most. <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end because I think that transitions well into the next topic we're gonna go into. But gotcha, gotcha. No, um, yeah. Well, be, before we talk about um, uh, Ky- uh, not um, not Kylie Jenner, um, um, uh, Kardashian. Uh, no, K- K- oh. Caitlin. Caitlin. There you go. Yeah, Caitlin. There you go. Um, before we talk about that, I got to tell you the background for me why I found this interesting is because I honestly didn't know that Bert Kreischer was a comedian. Um, did not know about that, but I knew who Bert Kreischer is, uh, because of Travel Channel and Food yep. Network. You know, exactly. I, I watched, I watched Bert the Conqueror. I watched Trip Flip. So I was like, oh, dude, I, I know this guy. This is, this is the travel guy. And then I started watching. I was like, oh my God, this is not the travel guy that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how many times you see him in the episodes where he's like, where he's, he's either naked, um, showing. <laughs> his ass showing his crotch i mean i think the episode that you're talking about right now is the one where um he 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 gets he, uh, he starts the whole thing with one of his friends having to like um i guess he had put like a wow well, like a wax strip? waxing there you go the waxing kit yeah. on his balls or his, his can I say can I say that word? Not sure. In his butt, <laughs> and so he's trying to rip it off. So he asks the first guest to come in to rip it. I was like, "Oh my god, what am I watching?" <laughs> but amazing. But you're right. So um, the Lewis, um, uh, Caitlin comes in, and you know, I don't know about you, but I've I, the only thing I know about Caitlin is, you know, that he went that he went through the the surgery and then now he's become a spokesperson for um you know transgender rights and everything and that's the only thing i knew about him but the, it was cool to actually see he, um, her um it was cool to see her to actually you know interact with other people and you know she was funny she was um she was interesting like um i i, I that was one of my favorite episodes just because of the way you know, and it, it, it's that episode in particular where it, what makes the cabin amazing is that, yes, he starts off the whole thing with him getting his his uh, getting his you know nutsack like waxed, 
but then at the end it turns into something really personal because um you know lou the whole premise of it is his wife asks him to like to find uh like to center himself for a weekend or something like that um so that because uh, so that he can like um, just relax and he decides to do all this but in the end, there's there's a point where he's like practically crying in front of the camera, which was which was pretty profound and a, a complete you know turnaround of the the theme of the of the episode. That sounds interesting. Um, actually, so I, I did not pick up on that because I think um, I actually started an episode or two of David Letterman's. Um, like I guess uh, what do you call this format? H like is, um, is it like a talk is, show format or his is like an interview format. Like I mean the cabin I mean, the cabin is it's it's kind not, of an interview because it, it, it's not it like a it it's just like it's weird because it's kind of like I want to say like some kind of a, a like a roundabout thing where kind of like the view kind of like the talk but okay. it's like so for for the most part it's him a stand up comedian or him and like some other celebrity. So like the stand-up comedians are, like he, he has uh, Ashley Larry and Bobby Lee on one episode, right? And Dude, that's that, solid. That, that's so, that's solid. Yeah. I would watch that. So and it starts right away with like, like Dennis said, Bird is naked, and then Bobby <laughs> Lee's like, okay, I'm in. So he like him and Bobby Lee are posed naked on a bear, on a like a, a the bearskin rug. The, yeah, the bearskin rug. So that's a poster that people have been using <laughs> very so that's nowadays. and it's it's just it's great because like th- i've been watching another documentary called the comedy store on showtime so it's like there's one episode where they talk about how stand-up comedians have kind of um uh trend yeah transitioned into podcasters so it's like any anybody who's anybody and if you're a stand-up comedian you have your own version of a podcast so like a lot of those dudes that are on his show are guys who have podcasts as well so it's like um they're not just stand-up comedians but you get to hear like a you know different uh perspectives on a lot of different things so it's like as much as you know you see some guys and you're like oh they're completely funny when you actually hear them being sincere and then being profound about things it's like really interesting and then uh like I was talking about earlier, there's one episode which is super uncomfortable to watch. And it's only because um, he, like Bert is trying to bring in different personalities to, you know, make the show more interesting. So he has one episode where he brings on uh, Joel McHale. So Joel McHale from Community and Talk Soup and everything. And Joel McHale gets along with everybody. And then he has... Um, Another comedian named Miss Pat, who's like an older, meaner, uh, like uh, African-American comedian. And then he has, he has the other guest, uh, Kaylee Cuoco. So who we love from the greatest show of all time, uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And, yeah. I thought you were going to say so, Big Bang Theory, you know, your favorite yeah. show ever. <laughs> no, but so this is this is where it gets interesting is uh, the comedian Miss Pat has no idea. Oh, she knows who she is. <laughs> But she's never watched an episode of The Big Bang Theory. And everybody else around her is like, oh, it's the biggest show on television. She makes like a million dollars an episode. And then she, the comedian Miss Pat, completely craps all over it. And this is to Kaylee Cuoco's face. 
So she is literally like talking trash about it in front of her face, making her get more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable as each ticking second goes. And it's just awkward. And it's like anybody who's ever been like, not even me who doesn't like the show, even I was like, dude, that's a little much. <laughs> Cause it's like, she really didn't even give her a chance to explain. She's like, I don't think I'm ever going to laugh at anything. And it's just like, and the the funny part of H is that uh, during that time, Kuko uh, you know, pretty much says, "I'm uncomfortable." You know, yeah. you make me uncomfortable, like, but in a joking way. And Pat doesn't like back down. Pat doesn't, um, you know, like apologize or anything. He just her basic response is, "This is how I feel," and how I feel is that the show sucked and you know because there was a point where where they were asking you don't know who she is you know and, and fact, yeah hell no I'm like oh crud, dude. dang it sounds almost like um like some of the worst of zach galifianakis's uh between two ferns are those like weird i don't know if it's meta awkward like conversations but yeah okay i get you dude yeah but so it's like that it's kind of like that, but these are actual genuine, like they seem genuine conversations. Okay. Like one of my favorite jokes is like in the very first episode, they hire this um, uh, guy that rolls Cuban cigars. So oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so the guy that they have there, Tom Segura is like this big white guy, but he's half Peruvian. So he speaks complete Spanish. And then Joey Diaz is the fat guy from um, uh, the longest yard, the guy that can barely move and stuff. But he's a comedian. He's pretty funny as well. And he speaks Spanish as well. So they're talking to the guy. And then Bert's like, oh, can you ask the guy uh, if he can roll a really big joint? And then Tom Sawyer goes, uh, excuse me, can you roll a big, really big joint? And the guy's like, hey, you speak English? He was like, yeah, he speaks English. <laughs> Um, and it's 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 awkward moments like that. The same same uh, episode. I, I'm almost positive the same episode uh, um, where it's uh, that's the that's the one where um, Bert hires like the the girl who's doing like um uh, like uh, sound therapy. Yeah. And the whole time, this uh, like the the comedian Pat is just like, you know pooping on this girl's profession like calling it calling her a quack calling her what she's doing like dumb calling it stupid and i'm like oh my god but it's like a train wreck that um, i like it, it was hard to watch and it was hard to 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 see which kind of i guess fits the, the, our next topic if you really think about it oh yeah so going into our next topic yeah, I guess so. Obviously, we talked about politics already, and we've talked about shows that make you seem somewhat uncomfortable. Uh, so let's talk about the one thing that has combined both of those things, and that is the brand new Borat movie, or what as they call it, Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, and it is on Amazon Prime. If you are a Prime member, it is free to watch. Um, I was able to power through and watch the whole thing. Whereas my two castmates over here, uh, Den? Um, I have not been able to do it. I have spent the last week, is it a week and a half now, um, watching it. And I'll sit there with the intention of watching it. But then I'll get to a point where it feels so uncomfortable that I have to pause and I'm like, nope, wait, I'm waiting till tomorrow. I'm waiting till tomorrow. <laughs> 
You know, and it's it, it's funny. This is it, it's like it's the first Borat movie that I, I, I tell you, I never watched the original Borat. So I went straight to watch this and I was like, oh, my God. So I went back to watch the first Borat, which I was actually able to get through. But there's something about this second movie where he has just like refined the art <laughs> of like uncomfortable, uh, yes. like a uh, comedy, dude. It's amazing. Oh, I was going to say in my case, dude, like um, the second Borat movie, I've literally hovered the remote over it thinking I should start. And then I don't because then like what Dennis said uh, or unlike Dennis, I actually saw the first movie. And it still gives me like cringe moments. And hearing Dennis say that he's turned a hour and forty five long movie into a five piece miniseries <laughs> makes me makes me think makes me think maybe you should hold off on this until like maybe nobody's around or when it's late or maybe on my tablet in the dark of my room. It's I, like, I was telling Lewis before that like it's it's kind of at least this kind of movie. It seems it's kind of in the category of pornography in terms of (laughs) in terms of you can't really watch it on the main big screen TV as adults anymore. Yeah. Agreed. You have to hide. You have to hide away, like either watch it on your, like you said, your tablet, your laptop, or like somewhere or wait until the kids are sleeping because there is nothing about this movie that says, watch this with the family. And um, what do you call this? I w- when I've been watching it, I make sure that I have my headphones on. Um, I'm making sure that um, it, you're right. It, it really is. It's almost like pornography. Where like you have to make sure the angle of your computer is something that nobody can see. Because man, dude, like there are just like um, you know, not to spoil any any parts, but uh, the like uh, one of the ones that really stopped me, that got me to stop, was. Um, where uh, uh, um, H where Borat goes to the 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 the, the priest the counselor um, oh about um, about the baby like I was like oh my god I can't <laughs> believe this is happening but but the setup to that scene is fantastic <laughs> exactly dude it and is the payoff so is way so good. It is so clean. Like you could, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the transition from one, and I think I, I even messaged that to you. Like the yes. transition of it's so clean that there, it had to be like pre-planned because it was amazing. Yeah, that 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 was. I think that was filmed purposely that way. Cause man, let's <laughs> just say, Lou, like. Dennis's uh, fear of being uncomfortable is completely just because there's no way you can like go through this thing without not feeling weird. Cause you're either like you'll uncomfortably, uncomfortably laugh about things, but you'll cringe about so many more things. Cause like, you know how he tries to like, remember the original Borat where he tried to set it up as a documentary style. So it's like, he's trying to do it again, but unfortunately um, people remember who Borat is. So like mm-hmm. there's even that one joke where he goes into a Halloween sto- a costume store and he's like, hey, what about this costume that says a uh, foreign reporter? And the guy at the store is like, he kind of looks like you. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, nah, nah, he's, he's got a gray suit. Mine is slightly navy blue. <laughs> so it's like it's 
but from for what it is like i don't know how he's able to pull off anything that happened in this thing first of all he did it late last year and then earlier this year when pandemic started so he was able to get in like scenes of from the pandemic it's it's not awkward it's like he you actually see people who you'd think would be you know seen in a more negative light in an actually positive way so it's weird in that i mean not giuliani that's as everybody's heard already that like that that's his death knell right there but like yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not bad but like for everybody else your, your opinion kind of changes and it's nice to see that like it, it's good you see the goodness of some people and then you see literally like uh some people where it's like jesus christ how are these people actually citizens of this country so and, and I, H, I agree with you with that one where like there was there were scenes there where I had to question myself, which one of these are real, which of these are not, because what was going through their their mouth, you know, they're still they know that there's a camera pointed at them. They they don't know it's Borat, you know, but they know there's a camera pointed at them. And so when they're responding and they're not even blinking. They're not even laughing. You can clearly see it's what they really think. And you're like, no wonder there's no wonder we're having such a big or such a huge struggle with the elections, with with all these people thinking the same way, or thinking the way they are. It's 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 it was, it's a fascinating thing. But again, I, I do appreciate and again, it's not necessarily a review, but I do appreciate that. It, I, I I can see where it's funny, you know. I can see the humor in it, but it's just so, the the way he gets to it is just so uncomfortable that it, you know, that's one of my biggest weakness. It's like you take, it's like if you took like the um like the best parts of a um of like um of um, something about Mary, and then just compile it together. Like in in like a hour forty five, and it's just the same uncomfortable jokes over and over and over again. That's what this movie is, dude. Yeah, it's like I watched the first Borat in a in a movie theater. Um, so that experience is always going to stick with me, and the fact that there was like a hundred some odd people sharing that weird experience of like I can't believe that they actually let this movie happen and kind of deal. And uh, when I, when I got it on DVD, I was it was actually you know one of my things, you know how I used to do that where I bring DVDs everywhere I go, and make people watch it because I'm some kind of sadist. Uh, and I was at another college's PCN. Sorry that I would betray our college, but um, I needed the money at the time. And d- during the PCN, I was like, I'm gonna sit back here and watch this movie on my laptop. And I was literally like. Try, I was, you know, helping out with the stuff. But while I was not there, the movie was still playing. So people were watching it and like, oh, my God, how did, how did they get this made? And I'm like, still boggles the mind. And I was able to do that. And like the fact that he is able to do the same, not the same thing. It's it's completely different, but similar to the very first movie. But like the fact that he did it in secrecy, so much so that the character who was his second uh, the second main character in the first one, uh, Azamat, he uh, actually talked to Sasha Baron Cohen and he was like, hey, I heard you're doing a sequel to Borat. Is that true? And he's like, no, it's not true. And then all of a sudden the movie came out and he was like, oh, dude, he didn't even ask me to be in it. And oh, he was like, oh. Spoiler, so kind of but that's sad. <laughs> like he, he has he has a cameo 
Yeah, I, I was going to say. I was gonna really, say there, there's a short cameo there. It's one of the best cameos I've probably ever seen in any movie ever. <laughs> or the um, worst. Or the worst. No, it's, <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it, 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 it's literally like it shows you where the movie is, like right where it is, like right when it starts. And it's like, those are the stakes that they're going with for the rest of the movie. And so it continues with that. I mean, there's no point in doing a review for this movie because you have to actually experience it yourself um, in terms of like our review, my, my reaction can only get you so far. Um, either you want to watch it or you don't want to watch it. And when you end up, uh, either making decision either way um, you're going to feel something weird about it so if you haven't seen it yet good luck try to enjoy it because no, it no. is an experience H real quick you were talking about how you don't know how he, he made it um, I, before we started this I kind of mentioned to you that um, I didn't know that Kazakhstan was actually a real place okay. yes. but have you seen the, the latest like um uh, Kazakhstan, like um, travel, uh, uh, travel ads. Isn't it like uh, this is where Borat's from? No. Uh, 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 what's his? What's Borat's like? Um, uh, 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 phrase like his his catchphrase. Very nice. Has, is it very nice? Like, uh, like well, that. Uh, but there's at least like two commercials already that from the ministry of Kazakhstan where they show like the, the, the splendor of it and it's their citizens doing the Borat catchphrase. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Considering my, my wife, <laughs> my wife, See, this is the, the, the other problem that I have with this movie coming out is that, it's been a long time since people have been talking like Borat and all of a sudden it's back and it's pissing me off because I'm trying to play like, you know, play video games and you hear people talking and everything. And it's like, everyone's doing their stupid Borat impressions again. And oh I'm like, my God. Is it college again, dude? Cause I swear that's what it was in 2002 or whenever uh, that movie came out. It, it was, it's rough, but every yeah. frat, every frat guy in Halloween was like, uh, I'm bored in the thong. I'm like, dude, you're the fifth guy. You're cool. It's it's been done, dude. <laughs> Shout out to those guys who did PCN and made Borat voices too. I think it was your BCN Harold. No, <laughs> I was already gone by that time. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but um, I I am sorry to I I am sorry to hear how Azamet got the sidelined on this one. But that is a great segue to my personal quick story anecdote i told you guys this already but for everybody who's listening for the first time the first time i saw the movie the first movie i mean um it was actually a uh, it was chosen for our christmas uh, uh dinner party uh for family so you know it, it was a new thing i know i was still just engaged to my wife uh now my wife my, <laughs> damn it <laughs> Stop it. You had, it was right there, Luke. <laughs> it was right there. And we put it on. And of course, uh, you know, we're, it's fun. It's cringe. I think that's the new word. It, it was, in retrospect, it was totally a cringe movie. And of course, like I told you guys already this, but my favorite moment happens when Azamat is getting chased around the, uh, was it a, I think it was a GOP convention hotel. And Borat is chasing Azamat and he has nothing on. And of course, that is exactly the moment my mother-in-law comes into the room and says, dinner's, oh my God. 
and forever scarred and i think i don't remember finishing the movie because the rest of the night was spent going like i okay we're not gonna finish this now <laughs> but yeah anyway thank you so much sasha uh yeah sasha cohen for more humor and yeah i guess that's gonna make me avoid going on twitch for a while if harold is that what you're saying everybody's been uh copying no it's that just the again. people that i'm the people that i party uh. <laughs> um, quick side story since we're really talking about it um that dude azamat used to be a frequent customer at the casino that i worked at oh okay. customer, um, gotcha. but no no not that dude <laughs> but like uh he would play poker like every week every like friday night like for week for days upon end and uh one time we had a promotion where it's like anybody who gets this in as a celebrity gets a free certificate or whatever they got to take a picture with him and i was the guy that had to do it because i came up with a promotion and nice. the, the first thing he said to me is like, please do not do any Borat impressions. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing, and me being me, I was like, oh, you know, I was trying to be professional. And then um, after a second, I was like, I seen your balls, bro. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to do an impression, but I've seen your chode and I was not, I did not like it. So. <laughs> I was not impressed. What's an impressive? Yeah. What's an impressive I'm, one? <laughs> I'm not impressed with your taint. <laughs> I've seen better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bert Kreischer's. <laughs> That's right. Bringing it back. <laughs> That's how we do this. <laughs> That's comedy for you. Bring it back around. <laughs> oh Lord. And I, I think we're going to be finishing off our uh, hey. episode with. Uh, <laughs> Lewis's um topic for today. So Lewis, yeah, let's let's why try don't to, you start it up. Yeah, let's try to bleach our eyes to the the, the to the thought of Azamat running naked. They're gonna the say hotel. bleach something else. <laughs> yeah, because Bert Kreischer already did it <laughs> for everyone to see. Yikes. Um. So yeah. Well. Uh. Besides everything else going on in the world this week, um, one of the most anticipated. TV shows is finally returned on streaming last Friday. The debut of the Mandalorian finally dropped. So season two, uh, technically they, they picked up right where they left off. They called it S episode nine. So I like how they're keeping that going um, dropped on Disney plus. So uh, I think everybody's had a chance to see the show. Uh, what did you guys think of the new season? I was not as I was really in. I was really waiting for it, um, I, and I was really looking forward to it because um, we had we had um, you know we ended with the the first season ended at such a uh, a great high, um, and this time around it was a little disappointing because it almost it was almost like they they went back to you know some of the more successful things that they did earlier. Um, in the the first season, and it's almost like they were like, okay, we need to, in order to impress this, in order to start this off, we need to have some sort of like, uh, you know, big surprise. We 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 need something big in order for it to happen. But I think it, it like story wise, it was good. I thought um, it was nice to see um, John Leguizamo um, actually have a a job again. Um, uh, even though it took me a while to realize who it was. Um, and it was nice to see, um, you know, um, what do you call this? Um, Mando actually um, beating people up really, really cool. But 
the the main plot of the storyline, even though we did go to Tatooine, even though we did get to see um, Boba Fett's armor, it just felt like we had done this before. Um, and I was hoping that it was going to be uh, something new. Um, I, you know, I wasn't expecting um, to see like the, like the the good um, guests or anything like that. That's not what I was hoping for. But it's it's almost like we 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 did this before already in the first season. And so um, I liked it. Um, and um, I don't know if we were supposed to do a review, review of it, but that's where I'm standing right now. H. Um, it was, you know what? It's fun because it was back to the, literally the Western style storyline, like right off the bat. And of all the people for them to get someone who's playing a sheriff, um, they got Timothy Oliphant. Solid choice. I mean, like every time I think of Timothy Oliphant, first of all, I automatically, my mind automatically goes into Scream 2 because, you know, he's the other killer. Oh my well, gosh, spoiler, right. alert for a, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie, but he's the other killer in Scream 2. So, um, but he played uh, Boyd Crowder. Is it Boyd Crowder? I can't remember his name. But like uh, in Justified. And Justified was basically a modern-day Western where he was like kind of a, like a sheriff bounty hunter type deal. Um, I've only seen a few episodes. It's been a long time. But he was that character. So to see him in pretty much a Western setting um, wearing the Mandalorian gear. And for a second where I was like, oh, he's, an, he's another Mandalorian. But the fact that he was so quick to take off his helmet and be like, nah, dude, it's just, it's just you know, a pretense. It's a facade. It's something that I'm wearing to, you know, it, it's more along the lines of is the myth more powerful than the actuality like more than reality so uh the fact that he was able to get a town full of scum out based on the fact that he was a mandalorian or perceived to perceived to be a mandalorian was a pretty interesting um um a storyline uh the i don't really have too much issue too many issues with the episode i thought them uh trying to catch the giant dragon or whatever the hell that thing was supposed to be um it was a little too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, I kind of knew where it was going already, like, before before any of it was going to happen. Not before any of it, but when they were setting it up, like, with the giant uh, crossbows and everything, and I was like, or the slingshots, I was like, dude, that's not going to work. <laughs> I was like, yeah. we've all seen those movies where they put giant grappling hooks into every giant alien and they're able to pull away from those things with not a, like without a problem. So uh, the callbacks overall, though, pretty good. Um, we'll talk about the ending later. But uh, for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was weird because it it does seem like it's been such a long time since the the uh, season one ended, and it wasn't one of those things where even though we've been in pandemic, I haven't gone back and watched it. I just try to use you know memories of things that I uh, perceived to. Uh, remember from the original season one so it was kind of like going into it fresh again like when they did the whole refresher at the beginning of the thing i was like oh yeah i remember all those things happening i forgot that bill burr was a thing <laughs> even though for some reason he was really prominent in the yeah in the intro S- space boston dude <laughs> yeah exactly it's boston <laughs> so it's like um but i i i like them going back to 
uh, the Western style roots, it's nice that they are going back to areas that, uh, you know, other Star Wars fans are more familiar with. So it doesn't have to go into too much detail with it's like, why does everybody know exactly what's happening here? Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode. I'm really kind of excited to see how the rest of the season goes. It's kind of funny that you said that you liked it. Mine was actually the opposite. It's like, it's almost like they decided since it's the first episode, let's go back to the well. What does the fanboys like? What is it that they're expecting? Okay, let's bring back Tatooine. Let's bring back the Jaws. Let's bring back, you know, um, every single thing that you can, that, um, that you can like. And it, it's what I didn't like about J.J. Uh, Abrams's um, like um, uh, input in, um, mm-hmm. in the, the new trilogy, and I think um, you know the, it, that that was my biggest gripe is that you, I mean, yeah, Western, so you need to have the um, the, the desert and everything, but it I I don't know I, could, the story could have been told in a different way. Um, it you yeah. just I just don't understand why we had to go back to it. Ray already went back to Tatooine. Why does Mando have to go back to Tatooine also? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's I think really what, crowded in, on Tatooine. Yeah, I think that's well, one of the one of the things we talked about with the first series, season was the fact that we liked that it was a separate, um, it seemed like a separate universe, you know, from the the Star Wars series that we are are used to. And yeah, I think it it, it is a little bit pandering. I mean, this would be a great maybe episode four, mm-hmm. but I think so many people were like, um, uh, we, we, we need you to, to, to hook us in right away where they're, they're not patient enough to like, to wait for an episode where it's like, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. remember the first, the first episode of season one is, you know, when we got that reveal about the child or baby Yoda, which toys wise, I've spent way too much money on. <laughs> um, so people now are like, oh, let's let's do the same thing with season two, where it's like, let's start it off with a bang and let everybody um, continue in. Whereas in, you know, like Dennis makes a good point where it's like, let us keep on the storyline where we're not depending too much on the previous universe. But with this, it's obviously they're going back to the same well there. So um, I think on this one, I'm going to I'm going to tilt a little bit to the side of I enjoyed it uh, for a few things like. I, I and I have the same criticisms as Dennis said. Like uh, there is such thing as going back. Like if they did a cameo to the Death Star or something like that, I'd be like, "Come on, dude! Like we we've done this enough." But they, I think they did a cameo of the Death Star, bro. Oh my God, you're right. They did. They totally did. Oh, see, never mind. <laughs> I take it back. So they did do that again. But um, I'll give them credit though, because what I, one of the parts that I did kind of enjoy. I guess we're gonna get kind of into the spoilery parts of the show, at least for the first episode. But um. You know, so yes, they do get, go back to Tatooine. I mean, if anything, that's like one of the few planets on in the Star Wars universe that almost every fan, even the casuals, know about. So as soon as they name drop that, even like yeah, even even a casual viewer be like, oh, Tatooine, I've heard of that before. Um, what I did like though was the fact that they kind of fleshed out. Um, the Tuscan Raiders. So I don't know if you guys, you know, if, if you're, I mean, I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a casual fan as well. So I can't really say that. Oh, I've read 
you know, expanded universe books or anything like that. But I did kind of enjoy the fact that they kind of humanized the Tusken Raiders. Like if you watch the movies, they're one of the first weird aliens that, you know, were implied to be the bad guys. They're like sand pirates, basically, that were harassing uh, old man Ben and all that stuff. But, you know, this time around, we we kind of see that, you know, he you know, they worked well with Mando with a little convincing. They were able to uh, work well with the rest of the town people. So I kind of dig that. Like, I don't know if it's like the Marvel influence. Um, I don't know if you guys, you know, if for our listeners, if you've seen Captain Marvel, one of the uh, big characters there, or at least the big races of aliens that they introduced were the the Skrulls. So in, in that movie, they kind of spun it around. Like in the comic books, the Skrulls are, you know, one of the default kind of bad guys. They're shape-changing uh, bad guys who, who, who pester the Fantastic Four. But, you know, in the movie, obviously, they introduced like they're just refugees. They're actually, you know, they humanize them better. And I kind of like how they did that in this episode, how they kind of made it that the Tusken Raiders are. Yes, they 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 are sand dwellers and whatnot, but maybe they're just misunderstood. They just need the food. They need they need things that even uh, normal humans need out in uh, out in the desert, Tatooine. So I kind of lo- I, I dug that too. Um, yes, it, it did get a little cliched on some points. Like Harold said, you kind of already knew where things were going when it's like, oh, it, just like every other movie, whenever you're fighting a big alien or something huge, you obviously got to blow them up from the inside. So that was going to happen. Um, I guess my last uh, nitpick was uh, to be totally casual again. Uh, not enough Baby Yoda. Uh, I think his his cameos were adorable as always. I think that's what captured the imagination of a lot of viewers. But uh, personally, I, I wanted more. But um, you know, it, like I said, like we've established, this is only the first episode. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes are left or are they're scheduled to come out. But you know, hopefully, uh, more uh, more to come, and we'll get to see more Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to that point, Lou, I'm actually. I'm on the opposite side of that, where I did not to see, I did not want to see the Tuscan Raiders being humanized. How dare you! Um, <laughs> I I wanted them to be those guys that just you know scared the crap out of you because they screamed out of nowhere while you know <laughs> trying to be a creep in the corner and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's that, you know, like it it literally felt like, and this is sad to say, but it felt like a Family Guy skit, where it's like, yeah, we know that these guys are like. <laughs> That's all they do. But let's see what they have in like real life. Like, I'm surprised we didn't see like, you know, their children and that kind of deal. Or it's like, we're doing it for them kind of deal. But it would be, I mean, at least to go with Dennis's point, if they had gone in another direction and shown maybe a different race of aliens there or a different species, it kind of would have been a little bit more interesting. But like, um, yeah, to, you know, obviously they're, they're doing it as fan service. So yeah yeah hopefully i mean oh god i'm sorry dude no 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 i I was gonna say hopefully like they they hopefully it's kind of more like a a a hook um you know dennis and i watched rebels one of the best cartoons period not even star wars anything just one of the best cartoons and they kind of did the same thing like they introduced a lightsaber they introduced a lot of the you know the classic tropes but then by like it ramps up into literally its own like great corner of the star wars universe so i'm hoping that you know Favreau and the rest of the cast are able to do that um you know they, they they're already you know what, what's gosh i, I can't remember what's the, the mechanic's name she's a comedian from the 80s amy sadaris amy sadaris thank you so her character came back so i'm, I'm digging that like i'm glad they have those kind of little uh, you know cameos are coming back so yeah hopefully they, they can do they kind of go the um the rebel route and they kind of uh, 
uh, carve up uh, their own little fun corner of the universe. And I think, uh, Dennis, you're going to have to help me out. What's the name of the, the showrunner that did Rebels and the Clone Wars? And he's doing this one, too. Filioni, I think. is. Was yes, name? thank you. Right, right. Phil, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Phil, Philian or yeah, something like that. So he's still running it. So Dave he's Filoni. The, Filoni, thank you. Close enough. <laughs> yes, we 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 circled around his name different different ways. You were like Nathan Filioni, <laughs> Pepperoni. But yeah, so Filoni. yeah, so as long as, uh, as long as it's not too far, you can get both. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I like that they started. I mean. A lot of the talk in season one had been about the fact that obviously the show is called The Mandalorian. And before any of these shows had ever happened, we had always been at least privy to one Mandalorian in the whole Star Wars universe. And a lot of the times people were just like, I'm pretty sure somewhere down the line, you know, Boba Fett's going to make an, uh, an appearance somehow. Like, and you'd think that with the first time you see uh, the Boba Fett armor being worn by somebody that maybe that's him. And for me, like, were you guys surprised by that very first uh, image or did you think right away that that wasn't him? I think I wasn't too surprised. Unfortunately, I wasn't too surprised. I think that's the problem with this internet age. Like, I think it already leaked that, um, oh God, I can't remember the, his whole name, but Timura uh, something or other. Thank you. The actor who plays, you know, Django Fett from the original prequels, original prequels, that's an oxymoron, um, from the prequels was back onto the show. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot of calculus to get to the point like, okay, so the guy who played the, you know, the, the original copy or the original that all the clones were copied of, of out of and, you know, who we know, uh, you know, Boba Fett was uh, cloned from is back on the show. So, you know, two and two means Boba's back. Um, so I guess not too surprised. I did like how they, they, they showed him off or how they dropped him in the middle or the end of the show uh, mysteriously enough. So, you know, thankfully, I think this is this is going to one of those. Uh, I'm glad they're doing a weekly drop of these episodes because it makes you sit and stew and think. Because, yes, Harold, you know, it, the, the layup answer is that's Boba Fett back. But what if it's not? Because like um, like I said, you know, Django was the original. Uh, uh, Timura played Django. Uh, Django was the original that all the clones uh, soldiers were copied from. What if it's another clone? What if it's one of speaking the rebels? What if it's one of the rebels that were uh, one of the clones that were was in the rebel show? You know, the uh, Captain Rex, all those other folks that still survived after the Clone Wars. So yeah, it makes the mind wander. If you're a fanboy uh, of that universe, you're pretty excited for the for the possibilities. And again, I'm glad I didn't have to see the second episode right away because, like I said, I enjoy going on the message boards and kind of seeing what everybody else is thinking. Um, it, it was funny that um, I like um, as the in the, um, the reveal was going to happen that it was going to be Mando. The moment I saw him, I was like, "Oh, he, he doesn't look as cool as <laughs> as as as, uh, as the original one." And I'm trying to figure out: is Timothy Elephant uh, like just? Taller than the original uh, uh, actor that played um, um, uh, Boba Fett. You know what it is to me. I look, he looks way skinnier, right? Yeah, it, it's almost like, when he... like it's almost like um, a a costume that you got from like Party City or something. Yeah, like he forgot to put in the padding. Yeah, because because <laughs> it's like literally like you can like that's why I knew the very first time that he showed up, I was like. Somebody else is wearing his his armor because 
there's no way he has that much neck space between the bottom of the helmet and the top of the, the shoulder pads. And like, yeah, I guess, you know, when you're like a Polynesian guy, you're obviously more stocky <laughs> <laughs> as compared to a, to a, a Caucasian uh, actor from LA and everything. So that plays Cowboys. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, and, I think I, I like their kind of small little in canon explanation that oh the the Jawas or whomever the Tuscan Raiders uh, just you know basically salvaged what was left. So whatever the uh, whatever the Sarlacc spat up or pooped out, I guess is what was left. So they he you know Timothy didn't get all the fun padding and all that stuff. But yeah, you're right, dude. It looked like um it looked like uh, Sheriff Woody trying to wear like. Buzz Lightyear's armor. <laughs> it looked it looked totally out of proportion. I'm like, mm. you know, okay. So this is for the, me. Me being the nerd, I'm usually am. Like the scene where, uh, I can't remember Timothy Oliphant's name in the in the show right now, but uh, Rick when he something, get, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Rick Deckard. I don't know. Chad uh, Chaddington. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's fake but Mando, he, so he's Fando. Yeah. <laughs> Fando. Fondo. Faun. Fondo. Fondo. <laughs> but like um the fact that he goes into like the Jawa's little giant tank that they have in the original one where they sell, you know, the droids and stuff, that scene reminded me of when Danny Glover gets stuck on the predator ship and he sees the the alien skull on the wall. It was exactly that kind of like aesthetic where it's like, ooh. Yeah. Wait, what was that that just passed by? You know, you, I was really yeah. trying to find out other things that were on the wall to see if there's anything else, but like I, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to what I said. It, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, small, you know, because that's what fanboys do. Um, we, we, we critique it. A certain uh, um, small uh, critiques there. I, what I think that got to me was that there was so many reviews and I didn't read the review, but it was always the, um, the headline. And there were so many people that were claiming that, you know, um, some, somebody was saying that Disney did it, uh, did it uh, again, but uh, this time even better than the first, than the first time around. And I quite enjoyed the first episode of, of, uh, of the Mandalorian. So I was hoping for something like that. Still good. But um, overall, I think, um, especially for something that, um, we've been waiting for something that we've been looking forward to. I think they could have done, uh, Favreau should have done a better job at it. Yep. Well, we'll see where it goes from there. So, I mean, I guess if it's okay with you guys, the last thing we'll leave off on for the Mandalorian is where do you think the rest of the season will go? Um, in space. Very nice. Very nice. I think, I think well, they'll be, uh, They'll be helping the guys from the Fast and Furious cast. Oh, <laughs> you're right. The all crossover sudden, I didn't know I wanted. Yeah, all of a sudden, Dom's Dom's ship like races through the Death Star. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. It's Dom that does the the death run, and then uh, <laughs> and then you find out because Dom looks a little too close to to one of the Fets that he's actually a Mandalorian himself. No, he's one of the. Um, he's actually one of the uh, the clones, the uh, one of the the last three from the Clone Wars, or not I Clone Wars, um, from Rebels. You know what I just remembered is that uh, Dom's store 
that he owns in the original Fast and the Furious series um, is located in Glendale. So his last name could be Dominic Toretto Mandalorian. <laughs> so they appropriate. So, you know, he can do his line of we're familia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> Because he's Armenian. <laughs> this is what I was basically pushing towards here. I can't wait for that. I can't um, wait so for this. no, where, where where do you think it goes, Lou? Um, well, you guys took all the fun ones, but <laughs> the only I mean, thing I, I said was space. Yeah, <laughs> well, space and Fast and Furious crossover. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I want, I would love for them to kind of carve out their own little corner of the universe. And since you know, uh, Disney already gave Favreau the thumbs up to go crazy or not crazy, but to the fact that he introduced a, a child Yoda in the first place is like, yeah, I hope they. You know, they get to the firework factory and they show us the planet of the Yodas or whatever the race is called, because um, then you're the you're the guy who actually read extended universe stuff. But like they never actually explained or showed where he's from. Right. Like yeah, there's no. no there's no Exegol where all the Sith are from or 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 yeah, or whatever else. Right. So, yeah. So it'd be really interesting if they if that's what they pull off or if they're they, yeah, they getting there. It's going to be some weird anagram thing. <laughs> like Adoy right. or Oida, or like well, you had that... Yoda and Yaddle at the um, at, at the the temple, so you know um, the boy or something. I don't know. Or the boy, I'm I'm just hoping that um that that the baby Yoda becomes a Mandalorian. <laughs> From that fan art you shared last year, yes, yeah, just <laughs> you're holding uh, you're holding on to that. Just saying. Oh. I have a quick question uh, in terms of, I guess, the series in general. Would you guys be disappointed if where they find out where Baby Yoda's from is Dagobah? Oh, a little. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a yes. <laughs> I was like, that's a yes. Okay, which one would be more disappointing, that or it turns out that it's just uh, um, he was just created by midichlorians? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which which is more disappointing in that way, I guess. Okay, so here's here's let's go fan fiction real quickly. Mm. Um, what if he's not a real Yodi, Yogi, Yo Yogi, and he's, and he's just a he's like a clone of Yoda. Um, I I don't know. If that sounds see, unfortunately, that sounds a little too much like fan service, dude. Because like like. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of holding on to that whole thing from uh, from when we saw last Sky or Rise of Skywalker that the whole fact that oh, uh, the shit, I can't even remember the, the the bad guy from the first two movies was actually just a clone of the of Palpatine. Snoke. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Snoke. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I hope it's not. I re- at this point, I think we've gotten far enough that I hope it's not a clone of Yoda because. You know, like we've already premised in this episode, like well, hopefully there's not too much fan service and not too much going back to the originals, and yeah, going from there. Well, so it, I would be disappointed. It's ine- inevitable that it's going to be fan service because we already know that uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to be showing up, and so the question now is: Is Ezra Bridger somewhere out in the uh, out, uh, out in, in the area where Bando is going to be looking? Oh and, my God! I'm so if, ready. If, if that happens, if that happens, we go back to the same question of where the hell were they when 
you know, what, like because everybody was talking about it before uh, during like um, like Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. Where were all the uh, the, the 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 Jedi's? Yeah. So now now that we ha- we we have here post a uh, return this uh, return of the Jedi, people are going to ask where the hell was Baby Yoda during last you know during uh, the last Skywalker. Jedi and all those mm-hmm. things, like Skywalker and everything. So I don't know. We'll see. It just means they're all going to die. Yeah, oh, I think that's the the unfortunate thing about the fact that we know what happens in the future, and that none of these guys ever get mentioned is that they dead. They, 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 I mean, it's kind of like like watching Rogue One. It's like I don't remember any of these guys. Oh, exactly. See, but see, they they were able to wrap up that present with a pretty tight bow and murder everybody. Yeah. Or, or at least Dennis learned that a few weeks before he actually saw them. Sorry, movie. dude. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's it. I'm not going. I'm not going <laughs> two weekends from now. <laughs> oh lord. So, anyway. I, so obviously, there's a season three that's coming up soon because that's already in production as we speak. Oh wow, um, is it okay? Yeah, they gave that one the okay. I think they're still working on the whole, you know, having to do productions in the pandemic kind of deal. Um, so is it? Do you think we stay in a more positive, uh, not positive, as in um, does the show stay consistently better? Or do you think that right away, right off the bat, does this show that maybe they're running out of original ideas already? Hmm. I think I, I think Disney is going to try to milk this as much as we can. And that's why I doubt we're going to see uh, Teenage Yoda any anytime soon. You know, it, this is going to be um, this is going to. Uh, uh, this is going to be um, uh, like uh, extended as much as we can. Um, I think it's inevitable that it's going to jump the shark. Um, and I'm hoping that, like I said, a good episode, not the best episode. I'm hoping they're going to bounce back from this. But I think this season is going to determine um, what we're going to be seeing for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the years. Because man, dude, um, they built such a strong um, series and such a strong world season one. And it's, it's going to be hard to top. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, hopefully uh, part of me feels like, again, uh, going back to Filoni, see, I got it right this time. Um, You know, not nothing against the Clone Wars shows, but you know, he was able to crank out a ton of shows uh, for eight seasons plus the, plus the rebel seasons. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does recycle a couple of those ideas because let's be honest, I think the, the the audience for the Mandalorian is a little bit bigger or at least built a little bit more than the Clone Wars cartoon. So maybe he, we might be seeing some recycled ideas or some, you know, callbacks to that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for the episode where, you know, Mando has to join a, um, I don't know, a bunch of inmates who have to beat the sheriffs or the, the cops in a, in, a, in a friendly game of whatever space football is, you know, and, and, but then, you know, that'll be jumping the shark then. But until then, you know, I'll keep watching. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it was good enough. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it enough that, like you said, um, I am looking forward to the next episode, which for us comes out tomorrow for you oh, guys. Oh, yeah, that's listening. true. It comes out, it came out a couple of days ago. Um, and then I posed the question to our audience once again Are you enjoying the serial format or do you really want to binge the whole thing? Yeah, we'll we'll pose that. Actually, that's great because I think uh, I'll, I'll definitely pose that poll next week or when this comes down. Sounds good. And then hopefully that will not divide this country. 
Uh, see, it went back, <laughs> went back, back around. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I had forgotten about the situation already, Lewis. And you, uh, <laughs> you, sorry, you went, went back to it again. Now I'm going to have to go check my phone and see what's going on. Oh, geez. My bad. <laughs> well, that's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed our episode. As usual, please check out all of our old episodes. We are now at episode 155. Wow. Currently, I know. And so if you want to take a look at those old episodes, please take a look at the two fanboys, one casual to listen to all our old episodes. And on Facebook, uh, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, uh, we will be posting it there. And every time, um, yeah, any fun news uh, reports or anything like that goes out, uh, we'll be posting it there. Not to mention our very active uh, Facebook group, uh, you know, two fanboys and a filthy casual. Like I said, just pop it in the search bar, add us on both ends, and you'll, uh, you won't regret it. Did Hopefully. you say add us at both ends? <laughs> Him. Yes, we be- we become the human centipede. Yes, <laughs> oh, Lord. we are con- we are consuming ourselves. We are there no finger cuffs. Can- There's no way we can get around it. Um, and then as usual, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, two fanboys, one casual, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast, we are on there as well. Well, that's it for us. This is two fanboys of the filthy casual. We'll see you guys next week. This is Dennis. This is Lewis, and this is Harold. 